Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Spring to Life podcast. I'm Caitlin, your host and hormone health coach, femme educator, Pilates instructor, and creator of the Spring to Life method. My goal is to promote feminine body independence and share stories of female resiliency to help you love your body more and unleash your inner superpower, your period. If you are not already following the show, I would invite you to just open up your podcast app and make sure that you're following the show so that you automatically get your new episode every week directly to your downloads. I'm so happy to have you here and we are going to be discussing hot girl hormone habits this week. As I mentioned in the intro, we are discussing hot girl hormone habits this week. I'm going to share five of them with you. I have been doing this series over on Instagram where I share a daily tip for hot girl hormones. And I want to preface this all by saying this is not about anything external. Hot girl hormones is more of a a feeling. It's uh, these are practices, habits, tips, things that are going to incrementally change the way you feel and just bring you into a state of balance with your hormones. I think the word hot here could be interchanged with confident, sexy, uh, self-loving. Any of these things apply here. It's kind of a state of mind. So Keeping that in mind, let's dive into these first five tips. And also these are in no particular order. Um, You could pick one of them to start with. You could use all of them. You could start with number five. These are all just really simple but effective practices to start integrating into your daily routines in order to cause positive change in your hormones. And you know when you feel good, that's when you look good. When you feel good, you feel confident. That's the sweet spot. That's where it's at. So number one is taking daily walks. There are so many benefits to walking. And I think it's, it it really is starting to have like its moment in the limelight. Uh, We don't have to be constantly stressing out our joints for physical exercise. You don't have to be doing a long run. Walking is so great. It's low impact exercise. It lowers cortisol and is a stress reliever. So it's going to bring those stress hormones down, bring your body into a more relaxed state. It helps to balance blood sugar after meals, which I love taking a walk after I have lunch, kind of breaks up my day. I get a little fresh air, some sunshine, and I'm able to then come back home and get back into my day. It strengthens your bones and muscles. It's a mood booster. And of course, as I mentioned, you get some sunshine and you get your vitamin D. So I would say that getting 10 to 12,000 steps per day is the sweet spot. But if maybe you're not used to walking that much, you don't have to stress yourself out and quote unquote hit your numbers because that is kind of defeating the purpose. You want to be doing this because it makes you feel good, not because it feels like something you have to check off your to-do list. It should be something that 
adds value to your day and makes you feel good. If you don't want to do all of those steps in one go, you don't have to. You could take a 10-minute walk after breakfast, 10-minute walk at lunch, 10-minute walk after work, or however it fits into your day. But there are so many benefits to getting those steps in. Uh, And it's just overall good mind, body, spirit, all of it. So number one, daily walks. Hot girl hormone habit number two is to eat two Brazil nuts per day. Brazil nuts are packed with selenium, which is probably the micronutrient that you didn't know you needed. It is so essential for thyroid health, which hello, healthy metabolism, and also for progesterone production. So we are getting a win-win here. If you suffer from PMS symptoms like mood swings, headaches, or bloating, spotting, irregular periods, that is a sign that you might have low progesterone. So adding these two Brazil nuts a day into your routine is going to slowly but surely build up those selenium stores, which are essential for progesterone production. Now I mentioned thyroid, and this can be a big one. Hypothyroidism is a really common disease. And just to give you some idea of symptoms of um, thyroid symptoms, I'm going to read off a few, and this is from uh, Dr. Lara Bryden's period repair manual. But the most common symptoms of an underactive thyroid hypothyroidism are fatigue, irregular periods, heavy periods, infertility, hair loss, dry skin, cracked heels, fluid retention, high cholesterol on your blood tests, feeling cold all the time, digestive problems, including SIBO, brain fog, and depression. So kind of a long list, and you'll probably notice that some of those symptoms overlap with some of the PMS symptoms that I mentioned, and they will probably overlap with some symptoms that we talk about later in the podcast. Um, Everything is connected. So this is an easy way to use food as medicine in order to boost those selenium stores and get your thyroid and your progesterone production back on track. So just two Brazil nuts a day provide you with more than enough selenium that you need to support your thyroid and progesterone levels. I love getting them from the bulk section. I think those ones taste better. I've gotten the packaged ones from Trader Joe's. I've tried them twice. Both times I thought they were disgusting. (laughs) I didn't eat them. I don't know what it is, but bulk Brazil nuts always taste better organic if you can get them. Uh, But it is possible. I just need to give you a disclaimer. It is possible to get too much selenium. You can give yourself selenium poisoning. So you don't need to eat more than two Brazil nuts per day to get the amount of selenium that you need. Moving right along here, hot girl hormone habit number three is magnesium. Now, I a couple weeks ago, I did a whole podcast about magnesium and why it's such an important uh, mineral in our bodies, but I'm just going to give you an overview. And like I said, some of these symptoms are probably going to overlap with some of the symptoms that we talked about in regards to thyroid health and progesterone production. But these are some signs that you could be magnesium deficient. And a disclaimer again here, the majority of the population is magnesium deficient. We'll talk about why in a second. So if you are depressed or anxious, if you are stressed out, whether that's physically, emotionally, environmentally, metabolically, 
If you have PMS symptoms, cramps, mood swings, if you have irregular bowel movements, if you have trouble sleeping, or if you're pregnant, because when you're pregnant, you're burning through tons and tons of magnesium. Uh, But the reason that our natural food sources are so depleted of minerals like magnesium is because we've been doing this kind of industrial farming and depleting the nutrients in our soil. And so that has a ripple effect into our food supply. So we're not getting the same amount of magnesium from our foods that we were say 50, 100 years ago. So supplementation is a great way to start boosting your stores of magnesium. Uh, It is important to know though that not all magnesium supplements are created equal. Many of them contain magnesium citrate, which aids with constipation but doesn't necessarily absorb into your body to help with all the other symptoms of deficiency. I am a huge fan of Ned Mellow Magnesium because it contains three types of magnesium. It has magnesium gluconate, citrate, and glycinate, which work together to regulate your nervous system and balance blood sugar, which will also address issues like depression, anxiety, sleep, all of the things that we talked about at the beginning there. Um, And this one gets bonus points from me because it also contains L-theanine, which is a non-protein amino acid that promotes relaxation by reducing stress and anxiety, and GABA, a a neurotransmitter that calms the brain and downshifts the nervous system for relaxation. So magnesium is a supplement that I really kind of slept on for a while. I did not start supplementing with magnesium right away when I went on my hormone health journey. And it's only been within the last six months that I have, but I love Ned Mello. I think that it works really well. I've had a pretty stressful six months with a lot of moving and life changes. And I really do feel like this magnesium has allowed my body to deal with stress in a much better way. Sleep is great. If you really are having sleep issues, Ned also has a magnesium product called Shuddai Chai, which if you drink that an hour before bed, you are going to sleep like a rock. It works really, really well. Um, So if you're interested in trying out um, Ned Mellow, Shuddai Chai, any of their products, you can use my code SPRING TO LIFE and you'll get 15% off. I can link that in the show notes. If you are interested in checking that out, they have really high quality CBD products as well. Uh, So hot girl hormone habit number three, supplement with magnesium. All right, hot girl hormone habit number four is to eat protein at every meal. So my guess is that you are probably not eating enough protein. I know that I wasn't up until about two years ago. Protein contains amino acids that are essential for repairing and maintaining your hormones, your muscles, organs, your nervous system, your immune system, so like everything. And as an adult menstruating woman, you should be eating at least 20 to 30 grams of protein per meal. So I know like typical breakfast, especially if you're on the go, or um, just wanting something quick. A lot of times we reach for like cereals or bars. Sometimes bars have a decent amount of protein in them, but usually not 20 to 30 grams. And an egg, a single egg only has about six grams of protein. So you need to be eating minimum like three to four to be hitting that protein threshold, which I don't think most people are eating three 
to four or even five eggs at breakfast, unless maybe you're having an omelet or something. Uh, so you have to really think about ways that you can start to add more protein into your breakfast, whether it's with a protein powder or you're preparing a, you know, some kind of like egg bake or something that has a lot of protein in it, or you're sitting down for a full breakfast things that have a really great amount of protein that are great for a quick breakfast. I love cottage cheese. Then you're getting protein, fat, and carb. You can add some frozen berries in there. Delicious. Um, if you want to go the egg route, just make sure that you are eating enough. I know hard-boiled eggs are really great on the go. Uh, you can make a protein uh, overnight oats. You could make uh, warm steel cut oats and add some protein powder or collagen powder to it. Um, bone broth usually has about 10 grams of protein per serving. So if you have a cup of bone broth with something else that has about 10 grams of protein, then you're on the right track. I know that it might seem like a lot, especially if you're used to eating far less than 60 to 90 grams of protein per day. But I can tell you that the benefits are immense. You're going to feel fuller for longer. It's going to help reduce sugar cravings. It's going to help build more muscle tone. And you'll see healthier hair and skin. You want to make sure you're choosing high-quality sources of protein like pasture-raised eggs and chicken, grass-fed beef, and wild-caught fish. Uh, you know, the highest quality that fits within your budget is really what I usually suggest. Um, so really start to read your labels. Think about those macros. I don't want this to be something where you feel like you have to super strictly count your macros, but if you know that you are way under that threshold of 20 grams of protein per meal, this is something that I would really start to pay attention to. All right, we have our fifth and final hot girl hormone habit for this week's episode. And this is going to be maybe a little bit controversial, maybe a little bit difficult for some of us to break. Um, and it kind of ties into the first one, um, especially talking about getting protein at breakfast. Uh, I think a lot of us are used to waking up and reaching for that cup of coffee first thing, especially if you, if you have to be out the door right away. Hot girl hormone habit number five is to drink your coffee after breakfast. We do not want to burn ourselves out on stress hormones, especially if we're already stressed out. I mentioned cortisol earlier. It's a stress hormone that is naturally high in the morning and gradually tapers off over the day. Unless you are triggering its release with things like sleep loss, chronic stress, abnormal sleep patterns, high intensity exercise, and drinking coffee on an empty stomach in which case you may be dealing with elevated cortisol levels or even worse, completely bottomed out cortisol, also known as burnout. So one of the first things that you can do each day, one of the first decisions you can make every day to support healthy hormones is to choose a high protein breakfast before drinking your coffee. So there are just so many reasons not to drink the coffee first. It's gonna mess with your metabolism and maybe curb your appetite. So if you're not getting that protein in before you have your coffee, 
you're going to be, I would say, less likely to get that protein in after you drink your coffee because it's kind of curbing your appetite. So there's that. There's also the issue with cortisol. If you're already dealing with stress, it's not helping. It's also a good habit to wait about an hour after you wake up to drink your coffee because like I said, cortisol is naturally high in the morning. It kind of helps you get going. So it's good to get used to that feeling in the morning. And then after that initial hour, when it starts to maybe like wear off of that highest high, you can incorporate that coffee after you filled your stomach. Um, and caffeine in general, it just makes you kind of jittery. If you have anxiety, it's going to worsen the anxiety. Um, so drink your coffee after your breakfast. Um, and another way to think about this is to stop intermittent fasting, whether you're doing it on purpose or not. Before I went down my hormone healing journey, I was teaching in a Pilates studio at 6 a.m. multiple days a week. I would roll out of bed at like 5.15, 5.30. All I would have time to do is make that French press of coffee and roll out the door. And then I wouldn't eat until like 1, 2 o'clock. And <laughs> I wasn't fasting on purpose. It just was the way that my day was going and I was underprepared. I wasn't meal prepping. I was hardly ever grabbing something to go with me. It definitely wasn't high in protein if I was. So whether you are fasting on purpose or not, I want you to stop. Fasting is not beneficial to female hormones. You want to be eating every three to four hours a balanced meal in order to support balanced hormones and have balanced blood sugar. When you are just completely bottomed out, you're probably feeling shaky, you're angry, you're anxious, your brain is getting foggy, and we just, we don't need that. We need to eat every couple hours. It's gonna stabilize your blood sugar and give you real fuel to maintain healthy energy levels throughout the day, which in turn will support healthy sex hormone levels like estrogen and progesterone, helping you to regulate your cycle and also get out of that burnout cycle if that's also something that you're experiencing. So hot girl hormone habit number five, drink your coffee after breakfast. I hope you enjoyed those five hot girl hormone habits. I've been having a lot of fun with this series. If you're on Instagram and you want to check out more, I've got about 15 up on my page now in real form. So you can check out and peruse. This is a series that I'm going to continue doing in future episodes. I will share more about five at a time. Um, and I want to hear from you. I want to know um, if this sparked any motivation to make some changes to your habits. So if you're listening to this podcast and you want to start to implement one or more of these habits, I would love for you to screenshot the screenshot the podcast, whatever app that you're listening to and share it to Instagram stories, tag me at spring to life method and tell me which hot girl hormone habit you are going to start implementing this week. And I would love to help hold you accountable and cheer you on, answer any questions that you have around this. So yeah, let's hear from you. Again, thank you so much for tuning in to the Spring to Life podcast. Check out the show notes for the resources mentioned in this episode. And like I said, if you learned something new or you resonated with this conversation, you want to start taking action for hot girl hormone habits, please share. Tag me in your Instagram stories at Spring to Life Method. Leave me a five-star review or simply share this with a girlfriend because all women deserve to know their superpower.